Hey hustlers, welcome back to another episode on the Girl Hustle podcast. I posted on Instagram last night. I'm recording this on a Sunday. So if you're listening to this on a Monday or later this week, I, I posted it on um, Saturday, October 10th, um, all about um, anxiety and my personal struggles with it and my own personal struggles with OCD. I have anxiety about recording this podcast on anxiety. And if you have anxiety, I know that you feel me and you understand exactly what I'm talking about. And I feel like it's really important that I share some of the real behind the scenes of what I struggle with. I have had anxiety and OCD ever since I was a little kid, but I always just assumed that's how everybody was. And it wasn't until this last week that it really hit me about how much my anxiety and my obsessively overthinking has ruled my life. Um, I don't think I'm in any sort of position to give you specific advice, but I'm going to just share with you some of what goes on in my own mind and what, what I'm learning to help handle it. Um, and the only way that I can explain to you what goes on in my head are the, uh, I don't know if you've heard of the rapper NF, um, but he has a song called Leave Me Alone and it, and he has OCD and he says, um, this is how he explains it. He goes, I'm just going to read the lyrics. Diagnosed with OCD, what does that mean? Well, gather round. That means I obsessively obsess on things I think about. That means I might take a normal thought and think it's so profound. And that 100% nails what it is and what I deal with and possibly you too. Um, you basically just get to a place where you are so obsessed about such minor things and you overthink everything. And I just want to say that when I have serious anxiety and uh, feelings of OCD and obsessiveness, it completely paralyzes me. And the ugly truth is, is that it can control me to a point where I won't even leave my house. I won't show up on social media. I just, I cannot make decisions. Um, I'll completely be a recluse. And um, what I've learned is that being alone with my thoughts is really the opposite of what I should be doing in those situations. I want to explain, if you have anxiety and OCD, like you understand what it what it feels like. And so I want to explain it really quickly. And if you hear any beeping, that's my air fryer because I'm cooking some shrimp um, while I'm recording this podcast. I'm waiting for dinner to cook. Um, anyway, the only reason why I am sharing this is because I want you to know that if you feel this way, you are not alone. You are not alone. I was actually talking to Eric a couple nights ago because I had a really bad anxiety episode overcome me and I was talking to him and he, I, I was like, you don't get this way about certain things. And he was like, no, it's your anxiety telling you these stories. And I sat back and I just kind of thought, okay, if it's not something that everyone deals with, how have I actually let it rule my life? And so after I had this like kind of aha moment, I did a little self-experiment for the next entire day. And anytime I felt my, my, my anxiety or my OCD creep in, I sat back and I said to myself, okay, you don't have to feel this way. So if you let go of the anxiety and the obsessive thoughts that you're having, what is it that you actually feel? And what I realized is that 
the the anxiety it it's all self-sabotaging thoughts that i've talked about before um but i realized it, it was this entire time they've been driven by something much bigger than just typical worry or self-doubt it is literally being driven by ocd and anxiety um so before I get into like some of the ways that I cope with this, I just kind of want to back up and give some background because ever since I was a little kid, I would always replay my days over and over and analyze every conversation and situation and try to figure out if I had said anything wrong, if I should worry about my actions, did I offend anybody? Did they really mean that compliment? And I'm not going to lie, I still do this. I still replay conversations back that I've had in interactions over and over and over to a point where I can completely twist the reality around and turn a normal situation into the worst case scenario. And I think that's the best way to explain it. You obsess and turn everything into the very worst possible thing that could go wrong. Um, Many people have nightmares about typical things, you know, you know, scary experiences, my nightmares always consist, uh, consist of stress and anxiety dreams where things are 100% out of my control and I cannot contain it or fix it and I will wake up and feel like I have not slept because I have been so stressed out all night long. And I'm not the only one in my family who's like this. Um, me and my grandma have had conversations and uh, my grandma and I, we have the exact same type of anxiety and we um, are always following up on conversations to make sure we haven't offended anyone. Like me and her are exactly the same in those ways. And so I know it's in my genetics to just to be that way. And it's just been the norm my entire life. I was a really good employee. I was a really good student. But gosh, I would overthink everything my bosses said, my teachers said, my coworkers, my peers, I would have so much anxiety going to work and to school because I always obsessed about what other people thought. And if I, if I was being a good enough friend, if I was doing a good enough job, that sometimes it was just easier to be alone. Um, so it's needless to say, I was a pretty stressed out kid and teenager because I worried and cared so much about what my parents thought and my church leaders, and I would get so worried um, if if I had said anything wrong and that there were going to be rumors and people wouldn't like me. And I, it was just constant chaos in my head. And it was all about situations that were out of my control. And so I just obsessed about things that I had no control over. Honestly, at the end of the day, that's that's what it what it is, and it got worse when I got married because my, my ex was military and he had insane standards and expectations. And my anxiety was so high around him because everything I did wasn't good enough. So it basically fueled my need for words of affirmation and that I was doing a good job um, because I would just get so stressed out over very, very small things because I didn't know how he would react and it was just, it was just chaos, constant chaos. And even now, you know, the first probably six months that I was with Eric, I, I had a lot of anxiety because I didn't know how he would react to certain things. And I like to this day, I, I, I'm really working on it and trying to do better, but I constantly check in with him. I always ask him, Hey, are you okay? You doing okay? Is there anything I can do for you? And it's so bad to a point where Eric was like, 
Christy, please stop asking me if I'm okay. Because this is your anxiety telling you stories that I'm not okay. And I am okay. And guys, I, my entire life, my entire life, I thought it was normal to be this way. And I'll, you know, I'll post things on Instagram and feel super confident. And then a few hours later, I'll go back and reread the post a million times or rewatch the stories a bunch of times. Cause I, I have anxiety and I, and I doubt myself. Um, when I let those those thoughts creep in, and it's not it's not for the fact that I doubt my content or my abilities, I doubt that I'm not doing enough or it's not good enough. And at the end of the day, it's my anxiety that's driving this. And um, you know, after this past week, I I had some serious lows, and it were it. I don't know what triggered it, but it was some of the lowest lows I have ever had and a lot of self-doubt and like doubting everything in my life and what I'm doing. And I had a really long talk with Eric. I'm so grateful for him because he just reassured me. He goes, Christy, you sound tired. You need to sleep. You need to take a day off. You need to rest and recharge and then re- revisit if these thoughts you're having, these feelings you're having is reality or if it's just your anxiety again telling you stories so I I took his advice I took an entire day off I watched movies I ate ice cream and I slept and guys I never do that ever I'm always working I I rarely take time off um, from work or anything like that and so I just took the entire day and I just vegged I felt my feelings I cried a lot and the next day I was good it was like I was a completely different person and it was so profound to me because I, it was complete different energy, just everything. In those low moments, I knew it wasn't me, but I couldn't pull myself out of it. Like I just, I felt paralyzed um, because I just, I wasn't feeling the confident person that I typically am. And I want you to know that I'm a very happy person. And even though I'm happy I and I've battled a lot, I, I know that I'm still going to have those lows. And even if you're a very happy person, it's okay to experience those lows too. Even the people who have everything, they're going to experience lows. It's all a mental state, um, which leads me to some of the things that I do daily to keep my anxiety and OCD at bay. Um, and what I do when serious episodes do attack, again, this advice works for like the things that I do that I'm about to say, it works really well for me. It's, I don't know if it's going to work for you in your specific situation. Like I said, I even have anxiety posting this podcast because I'm like, will it be relatable to everybody? But I just, I feel strongly that I need to get it out as imperfectly as it is and just say what's on my mind. Um, and not and not obsess about what what I'm going to you know what I know that you're going to be listening to right now. So the first thing that I do uh, daily, I journal, I brain dump every thought I'm obsessing about. I write it down every day, and this helps me step back. And typically, when the thoughts get down on paper, I can you know sit back and I'm I'm like okay. It's not that big of a deal. It was a big deal in my head. Now it's on paper. It's not that big of a deal. Um, So that's the number one thing that I do. I write daily, 10 minutes a day. I do this when I drink coffee in the morning and I've done it for about two years and this has helped me a ton. So if you don't already journal, I really, really recommend just writing out the things that you have anxiety about and you're obsessing over because it will help, I promise. The next thing... Um, you know, if you're not someone who exercises, movement really helps like 
really moves the nerves and anxiety through your body and releases the energy that you're feeling. But if you are someone who exercises like me, I'll tell you sometimes exercising does the opposite because when you're when you have really high anxiety, your heart rate is already really high. So sometimes getting your heart rate up it, it does the opposite. And so what I do in those moments, um, I just change what I do as far as movement. So sometimes for me, it's just going to be a long walk and that really helps where it's just very um, steady state, but I'm still moving. Okay. Another thing uh, when I feel, you know, my feelings creeping up, I call my mom or my, one of my sisters or a close friend who already knows what's going on in my life. So I can just get perspective uh, and my biggest advice is don't wait to reach out. Do it as soon as possible because sometimes just talking out your problems out loud really helps and you can be like, okay, no one is reacting like I did in my head, so it must not be as big of a deal. And sometimes you just need that validation to be like, hey, it's not a big deal, like let it go. So you can just like stop obsessing about it. Another thing is self-care. I'll go get my nails done or a massage. Sometimes listening to your nail technician talk about all their problems like makes you feel better. Because you're just like, oh, okay, like, you know, we all have problems. Like, it's just another form of validation. Like, it's going to be okay. I also find that for myself, I need to do something that's, like, productive that's in my control. Because the majority, like I said, the things that I have anxiety and OCD about are things that are out of my control. So I have to do things that are in my control that are very productive and with instant um instant results. So cleaning, organizing, um, I went and cleaned my car and that, that really, really helped just feeling productive and I was able to control it and, and I was able to control the outcome. Uh, so that really helps me. And I just have to say like, if my anxiety is as horrible, like it was this week where it's literally, um, debilitating, it doesn't happen this often, but when it does, I, is I try to suppress the emotions as long as I can. And I've realized that that is not the best way to do it. And so what I'm trying to do is that when I have these moments happen, instead of suppress, I just, I just feel like I allow myself to feel the emotions and I cry, I cry a lot. And, you know, for a long time, you know, these past couple years going through my divorce and everything like that, I didn't allow myself to feel, I just felt like I needed to be strong and suppress. And that was not the best route to go. I never really allowed myself to feel. And so now I am allowing myself to feel. So even when everything feels hopeless, even though I know deep down it's not, sometimes just allowing yourself the time to, I keep saying it, but just allowing yourself time to go through the emotions and feel it will help you heal faster. So when I took that entire day off, I didn't work, I didn't exercise, I slept, I took a day to recover, and I felt all of the emotions that I was feeling. I just basically wallowed. And I and then I, once I got it out of my system, like I felt fine. Like I felt so much better. So sometimes not suppressing is the best route to go. Like you just need to feel. Um, and I know that I'm not the only person who has these feelings. After I made that post, um, I got so many DMs of so many people being like, hey, I feel this too. So I, I just want you to know that it's important for you to know that your problems and feelings in real are real and they are yours and that you are not alone. If you have issues with anxiety because of overthinking and you're just worried about what other people think, some of the, it, it, well, and with that, it's, hold on, let me back up. 
So if you have issues with overthinking and worrying about what others think and mostly driven by things that are outside of your control, here are the phrases that have really helped me. I can't talk today. <laughs> so one of the first phrases is, you, you won't ever be enough for the wrong people. You just won't. You, you can seriously put your heart and soul into something and it won't be good enough for someone. I guarantee it. It happens to me all the time. I've put so much time and energy into things that I have created um, to help. And sometimes it's not good enough for people. And I'm just like, I used to like stress so hard about it. And I realized that I can't, I cannot control how other people think and are going to react. Um, and if you can realize that now you're going to be able to handle a lot more in the future. Um, the next thing is you're going to be judged regardless of what you do. So you might as well do what you love. And I love this phrase because so many people stay small, they play small because they are so afraid of being judged. And like the thing of it is, it's like whether you play small or play big, you're going to be judged regardless. So might as well just do what you love. Um, perfection is just, it's, it's not realistic. Um, don't expect perfection of yourself. I know that this is something I, I struggle with, but I realized it was robbing my happiness. So I just choose to be perfectly myself. And most times that comes with a lot of grammar errors. It just does. I can't catch everything. I'm human. And I used to be, you know, I used to obsess about like things not being perfect. And I just realized that I can't, I can't do that. My energy has to go into other places. I do the very, very best that I can in, you know, that's really all you can do. So long as you're giving it a hundred percent, it's going to be okay. <laughs> and the thing with it is, it's like your hundred percent right now is your best. And you know, in a couple years, you're, it's going to, because you're evolving, your best is going to get better. And that's the coolest part. Just know that the world needs you and you are special and being special means that you'll be different and being different can draw positive and negative attention. So just stay true to who you are. The biggest reality check for me is this. The world is huge and the universe is massive. And although our thoughts and feelings feel really big in the moment, just remember that life is such a cool concept where we, we literally have the capability to create and explore our talents. And just remember that you are undefeated. There is nothing in this life that you can't get through. You are technically winning because you've made it through every low time you've gone through and you're going to get through this too. So you should have confidence in your abilities just for that fact, okay? So the uh, the other, the last message that I want to um, leave you with is you can be extremely happy and still have low times. I think that another thing that people get wrong is that they think that if they're struggling, they must not be happy. And that's just not the case because I'm extremely happy. I love what I do. I love my life, but it doesn't mean I won't have my low times too. And I want you to know, especially I'm not perfect. I have a lot to, a lot of work to do on myself, for myself, but I know that the low times although they can be really, really hard, is that it's it's going to be okay. And you're going to be okay too. Because I know without a doubt, everything you need to succeed is already inside you. But before I go, speaking of anxiety, I do get nervous making an announcement because I want so badly to serve you and everyone as best as I can. And I just want to talk really quickly about 
the holiday hustle thrive guide that is going to be going live the week of Halloween. I'm so excited to help you with your goals throughout the rest of 2020. I have, um, some questions that I got on Instagram about it. I did a very, very soft announcement about it. Um, and the first one was how much is it going to be? It's going to be $27 and I am going to be donating 10% of the profits to families in need this holiday season. I also have a hidden accountability challenge inside where you can win the chance to work one-on-one -on -one with me in January for your 2021 goals. I will announce when this program goes live um, via email and on Instagram. So make sure that you're following me over there and make sure to open up my emails when you get them. So you'll for sure get the announcement. I am so grateful to be a part of your journey. Thank you so much for tuning in today. I hope you guys have a great rest of your week and remember that I believe in you and you're doing a very good job. All right, until next time, hustlers.